Thank you for choosing to listen to the Recruiters Recruitment Podcast. In a really amazing selection of other podcasts indicative of the recruitment market and the business market, for whatever reason you're listening now, we just want to say thank you for choosing us. We couldn't do this without our sponsor and our partners. We're going to talk about them a little bit later on in the show, but thank you to Pager, our sponsors, and our partners, Inclusion Crowd and Needy. And without further ado, let's jump in to get to know this week's guest. You are in for a treat. If you follow me on LinkedIn, you will see that in 2022, we changed all our branding at Key Recruitment and the incredible graphic designer behind that is my next guest. This is Jane Kisnita and she runs a business called Content by Jane as well as being an incredibly talented graphic designer and brand creator. She's also living the digital nomad life which I think a lot of people listening might be thinking could be for them. So during this episode we talk about the highs and lows of digital nomad life, whether it's a practical thing for you to really take in, into consideration for your next career move, or if you're listening as a leader, whether it's something you should be offering your uh, employees. We also talk around brand, we talk about LinkedIn, we talk about personal branding, we talk about elevating yourself on there as a leader as well as a recruiter. We also talk around um, mental health and mental well-being and our mental fitness. And this is something that actually I think connected me and Jane back in the first place when I started following her in 2021. So you're really in for a treat. Jane's just uh, an absolutely beautiful person inside and out. She's got an amazing energy, very authentic and a really genuine person. So I really hope you enjoy the episode. So without further ado, let's jump in. This is Leisha Holmes and I'm your host on the Recruiters Recruitment Podcast and I am so excited to welcome today's guest, not least because she is the person responsible for our amazing branding at Key Recruitment. She took a magic wand in 2022 and somehow crept into my brain, literally saw what I saw in terms of the vision of what I wanted to do and somehow miraculous came with it. And that's why... I needed you all to know about her. And I think if you're actually active on LinkedIn, you've probably also seen her profile. So this is Jane Kismita. I hope I've said that correctly. And she runs content by it Jane. Will do. It will do. <laughs> and you're joining us from somewhere in the globe. I don't even can't remember. Is it Thailand? Is that where you are right now? Thailand, yeah. I remember. Yeah, I'm in Bangkok right now. <laughs> Welcome to you today, Jane. How are you? Oh, thank you. I'm I'm good. I'm good. I'm really good. I'm glad to be on here. So excited you invited me. So oh, thank I know. you. <laughs> You're so welcome. And I actually, I, anyone that knows that I do record this in advance uh, and I do a full day of podcasting and Jane was very accommodating and moved, I think you moved a couple of times to accommodate my ridiculous schedule. So for those who for some reason are not yet following you and they certainly will be after this because um, you have got an amazing profile on LinkedIn. Just tell us a little bit about your background and what you do. Um. Right. So I'm um, I'm a graphic designer. Uh, I actually used to work in recruitment for a recruitment agency in London doing their design and marketing for about four years. Mm-hmm. And then um, I just realized that I want my freedom back and want to go and travel and do my own thing. And I kind of started building my freelance freelance stuff on LinkedIn. And that allowed me to, yeah, travel and just do whatever I want. But yeah, I just, I... I design day in, day out, brochures, logos, LinkedIn banners, you know, the whole slide decks, whatever, whatever a business might need. That's sort of, 
I take the information and I make it look pretty. <laughs> you do, well, you, you really do. And I'm not joking in that intro that, that I remember you sent me the questionnaire through and I was a bit like, you know, it, it's still not me, you being in my head, but you, when you came back with the ideas, I was like, oh my God, she's literally got this right. So honestly, go and have a look. You'll see all the beautiful colored banners around our, our profile pictures and all our amazing LinkedIn, but also on our website as well. So yeah, I obviously professionally have, have partnered with you and it's actually through LinkedIn that I, I came to you. I think you'd started yeah, sharing yeah. content quite your own content quite significantly whilst you were still employed but there was something yeah. was that was that purposeful did you go out to sort of build your own brand on LinkedIn how did that come about yeah yeah so it was I started um so I first started on Instagram and um just no results I still haven't closed a single client on Instagram I don't really post on it anymore I like upload some stuff every couple of months just sort of in case someone lands on it but I don't use it but um yeah i i was using linkedin for work so the company i worked for they had like a big um, business page and all that so i would manage that and then do some posts mostly for work on linkedin and um i just started following people like leah turner um, and a few other bigger creators who had literally built their businesses during covid mm. online posting on linkedin and i'm like oh you can do that. That's what that's what personal branding is. Because, but to me, personal branding up until then was kind of oh, it's what influencers on Instagram. Yeah. Do look at me. I'm staying in this pretty hotel. <laughs> type of thing. That's what I thought personal branding was to an extent. Um, and then I started following all the other people and kind of realizing, I oh, know there's a bit more to this. It actually is like a very amazing tool that you can do great things with mm -hmm. and I thought you know what I I have opinions why can't I share them why like I'm no different than Leah Turner or any any other of the big big creators yeah. like I have things to say why can't why can't I and then I yeah I just started posting and um it was crickets in the beginning it took quite a few months before it kind of mm. started getting any um traction and an engagement and during that time I like commented a lot and I posted and I talked to people so I was I wasn't just posting and ghosting I was always online always talking to people and then it kind of just snowballed and um and here we are <laughs> yeah definitely and I think you know you, you've absolutely nailed what for me LinkedIn is all about and that way and this will lend, lend very well into the sort of next question around brand and logo and everything but you right from the start were yourself you weren't purporting to be and although you did work for an employer at the time I think that's what attracted me to you I think that you know you were just you were saying things that I'm not saying were purposefully contrary but you were putting yourself out there and you know mm. it takes one to know one because that's what I do in my community yeah. as well <laughs> as we as we will come on to talk to I think we are going to talk a little bit around trolling but I think that's where you know you definitely for me epitomized where LinkedIn is right now which is that, you know, and that's where I think having the good brand, and I know we'll talk about this, you know, it, that this is where you can, as a leader listening, because we have a lot of people listening across the globe, which is phenomenal. You are leaders, you're running companies or boutiques, or maybe, you know, running a silo business. You have to understand the power of creating a meaningful brand about yourself on LinkedIn. And you are the perfect example of that. And you, oh using God. the, you're the fellow selfie queen. That's for sure. <laughs> I am. I am. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Like it, it changed, like posting on LinkedIn changed my life in less than six months. Wow. <laughs> I, and I, and I quit and I quit my job. Um, 
mm. nine months into posting on LinkedIn, I quit my job and went fully freelance. And now I'm traveling and I'm self-sufficient and have my own business okay. and I'm kind of just doing what I want. So I have my freedom. And it's literally all from the back of posting on LinkedIn. Wow. I haven't wow. done anything else. I don't, I don't do any like paid ads or marketing or anything like that. Everything comes from LinkedIn and it's just because I turn up every day. I post, I comment and I engage. You do, you do, you follow all the basic rules and, and obviously I'm a huge advocate of that. So that is the first amazing point that I want anyone listening to take away from this. Do not underestimate the power of LinkedIn. So, and it does lead very nicely to your whole, whole forte, the whole business that you run, which is around brand logo design. So why do you think that matters as opposed to somebody possibly just doing something themselves on Canva. Just talk about why there needs to be somebody like yourself involved. We are so proud at the Recruiters Recruitment Podcast to be sponsored by Pager. Pager helps recruiters to build personal brands, to identify new business opportunities, to attract those hard-to-find candidates, and to basically have better conversations. Now, you will have a large network that you want to build credibility with on LinkedIn. And sometimes posting content every day feels impossible. Now, that changes once you have Pager. Pager provides you with the ideas, the content and the scheduling capability for, to produce daily content to build out your own personal brand in minutes. And for business development, too. Pager identifies companies that are advertising jobs, have key hiring indicators such as funding rounds, mergers, acquisitions, or senior appointments, and then alerts you to this daily. Pager also enables you to write candidate-centric job adverts without bias in seconds. So once you advertise your job, Pager will then automatically create a branded post and publish it to LinkedIn without you even having to lift a finger. So when you want to actively source candidates, you can create complex Boolean strings in seconds. All you need to do is to provide the job title and location. Now, Pager is making thousands and thousands of recruiters smarter and faster. For more information, click on the link pager.co to book your demo and remember to mention the Recruiters Recruitment Podcast when inquiring. Now, back to the episode. So it's just obviously if you, first of all, when it comes to Canva, mm. anything you design on Canva, you don't own. Right. So I, did, I didn't know that. They own it. Yeah. Ah. Yeah, they own it because you pay, you pay um, them a subscription fee right. to use their their assets so if you create a logo in canva first of all you can't create a logo from scratch because you can't you can't adjust the type you can't adjust the shapes you know you can only kind of stick together a few things that camera already offers you as pre-made assets you can't really customize mm -hmm. anything right um so the whatever you create logo or whatever else it is it's not going to be original artwork right. so you, you don't own it you can't um What's the word? Um, patent it? Uh, yeah, like yeah, you can't license, license it. it. License it. Yeah, I forgot what it was called. <laughs> it's a trademark. There we go. Trademark. trademark. So you can't trademark it, license it, whatever you um 
you don't own it i think that there's there's different like restrictions on on printing and things like that as well so if you're just starting out you don't have a budget to go to a designer obviously canva is a great tool to kind of get those basics going Mm. but if you want to build a strong brand and strong branding and unique logo that's just for your business and have all the assets and have it done correctly Mm. you you need a designer you won't be able to do that with um because there's lots of limitations because when I design logos on um illustrator which is adobe illustrator which is what I use for logo design I can adjust anything I can Mm. take the letter q and I can I can take parts of it out I can reshape it I can add things I can you know I can I can edit every single aspect of every letter of every shape and customize it you can't do that right uh, that's like such a massive takeaway because we get a lot of people because obviously we can only base who's actually listening we can see where people are listening on the analytics which is uh, which is amazing for us to see but we can never really know who our actual listener is unless i get messages and we do get and it's brilliant a lot of them are start out so, you know they're, they're launching their own businesses so that is an absolute gold dust because i didn't know that so there you go thank you thank you for educating <laughs> yeah, us on yeah. that so we have already alluded to the whole kind of brand thing. And I think, you know, like I say, you've 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 definitely sort of got all the pillars in place and you know, people listening that have, you know, maybe employed in another company, you can still create a very meaningful personal brand on LinkedIn. But I think, you know, where have you seen some of the pitfalls? Because I know you've talked very openly about your um, you know, your situation, your personal um challenges, your professional challenges. And you do get, we were just talking off camera, you do put yourself out there and it means you do often get trolled. So what's your experience been? And have you got any advice for anyone that's experiencing the keyboard warriors for the first time? Block them. Right. Don't give them the time of your day, just block them. I used to, like, I, I, the more followers I get, the more mm. hate I get. Someone will always, no matter what topic I talk about, no matter what I say, someone will call me arrogant or... Mm whatever whatever else um mm. they might come up with and i just i just block them mm. don't engage what don't what, if, what if it's somebody and i do and they you know i think you get two kinds of people those that just literally do block and that's it they move on from it and then you get someone like me <laughs> who kind of pokes the bear a little bit and that's because very often i've had let's say and i'm not saying i don't want everybody to agree with me i'm not vanilla i want people to debate i want a love healthy discussion the only one that knows me off LinkedIn knows that that is genuinely me I'm really intrigued by people's opinions but I won't be trolled and I won't when people start saying personal thoughts like you said like arrogant or slut shaming or whatever it might be or get your face off stock actually what what if they're a connection and what if they're a valuable connection what if it's someone that's just going hang on I don't agree with you and then you block by blocking you're removing all their connections as well so there's a risk there so what would your advice be on that basis see I don't I don't care about that I just don't want I don't want negativity in my feed. Yeah. I don't like yeah. I don't go around attacking people personally. No. Even if I don't agree with their content, I might express my opinion, but I would never attack someone no. and use yeah. Yeah. hurtful language or anything like that. So um for me, I, I don't care that they might have someone mm. there's eight million eight hundred, nine hundred million people on LinkedIn. Mm. I don't care it's about that. I'm gonna be more I'm gonna be more Jane and actually you're right because when it when it happened I, I got um trolled quite badly um at the start of 2023 like really quite awfully and I in fact 
one of the, tr the trolls I reported then reported me for saying something very patronising. I called him my dear, although I did use the F word later. I don't know why I'm saying F word. I can say fuck on my own show. Um, and actually, I had a few people sort of message me privately saying, you know, that was it, it was vitriolic. He wasn't even in my target audience. He was I think he was a chef or something. But my yeah. point that I was trying to make went before I blocked him was I can curate what I want on my own feed. I can share what I want on my own feed. And if you don't like it, just yeah. swipe past, you know, just keep on moving. Yeah. You don't yeah, need to exactly, engage, exactly. you know, that's the reality. Yeah. So bringing, yeah, it back, I, bring, bringing it back to you and what you've achieved since you've gone freelance is what looks like to an outsider the idyllic digital nomad life. So talk yeah. us through <laughs> the reality because there will be, and, and I know there's going to be, there's been a lot of changes um, logistically and legally for people being allowed to do that now, especially across Europe. And there might be people, certain demographics that go, wow, I've got no mortgage, no commitments. I'm going to go and do it. So what is the reality of a digital nomad life? The Recruiters Recruitment Podcast is thrilled to be partnering with Inclusion Crowd. Inclusion Crowd put the D into diversity, but do it disruptively. We love that. Really reflecting what we're about. I was introduced to Inclusion Crowd back in 2020. And I've been absolutely blown away with what they're doing to totally transform the recruitment and hiring sector. They believe at Inclusion Crowd that companies should be reflective of society and that no matter who you are listening now, you have a story to tell. You have a contribution to make. An Inclusion Crowd educates you in allowing your voice to come out and share that story but doing it in a way that educates your colleagues and your customers equally. Inclusion Crowd, like the Recruiters Recruitment Podcast, has clients all over the world and they specialise in our industry. What we all want to do together is to maintain best practice and to raise industry standards to enable us to attract and retain the best talent, but doing so inclusively and with true diversity. By doing this, by accomplishing a true EDI policy within your business, you will also retain the top talent as well as attract new talent, which is a win-win for everybody listening, making more profitable business and a much better industry, higher regard, highly regarded. Inclusion Crowd are also the official awarding body for the inclusion and diversity certification mark within recruitment. We are so proud to be assisting and partnering Inclusion Crowd. If you want to know more information, please click on the link in this episode and remember to mention the Recruiters Recruitment Podcast when you do so. Now, back to the episode. Um, It's not all like... The internet and influencers tend to show it like it's this magical, you're always traveling and seeing all these amazing places and doing all these amazing things and working a couple of hours a day on your life. It's it's none of that. Maybe some people do live like that, but they're probably someone who's been doing it for 10 years. They have loads of passive income sources or their coaches who charge, you know, ten ten thousand dollars a month for um for a couple of hours of coaching a week there probably are some but most people like for me I spend most days in my apartment working mm. okay <laughs> you know 
I am, I am in Bangkok. I am, um, you know, in a tropical country in my, like my weekends, I, last weekend I went scuba diving. I know. Uh, I see your posts about the food and the, the beach and everything else. That's the, but the reality is that is just your weekend. Like I might spend the weekend yeah. up Holcomb Hill. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I, I still work full-time hours, probably work more than full-time hours most days. It just, mm. it gives me the, being my own boss obviously gives me the flexibility of, yes. I might not want to work today. I want to go and do something. I go and do it. And then I need to catch up at some other point during mm. the during the week. Um, and my weekends probably look slightly different than most people's weekends because I'll I can go scuba diving or I can go and sit by by a nice pool somewhere or you know mm. go to an island for a couple of days or go hiking in the do jungle. Have, so do you have a plan? That's I think that's what I'm because it's probably something that I might never do now. I mean I'm I'm nearly fifty and I've got two dependents and I've run a business from the UK. But if I <laughs> if I didn't have my dependents, then I possibly could see myself doing that. So do you have a plan? Do you do you set yourself a time limit of when you how long are you going to stay in a country? How do you build a community or friends? Just the, the practicalities, I guess, I'm interested about as well. So I I don't um have like I'm not I'm not big on planning massively ahead. Mm. Um it really it depends again, it depends on what country you go to, it depends what the visa situation is like. Right. For example, mm. with Thailand, you can easily get a six-month tourist visa, so it gives you a lot of time. You can stay mm. here, you can get multi-entry six-month visa as well so it means you can like you come to thailand which i'm gonna do use it as a base and then travel out every couple of weeks or every couple of months to vietnam philippines malaysia right. whatever where amazing you want to go mm. um but with vietnam for example they only have a 30-day tourist visa so it's very you have to go out every 30 days so it really just it depends on um where I'm staying and how long I'm staying for it really mm. depends on on yeah. the situation how much I like the place like originally I was planning to stay in Bali for six months but then it was nice but it wasn't for me I was missing mm. the city life mm. so I cut my trip short and um came back to Bangkok after four months so it really it just depends on on what mm. I'm feeling and how I'm feeling because I have the flexibility I'm not tied to anything or anywhere I can go yeah. where I want when mm. I want to um yeah De- definitely food definitely food for thought. it's food for thought and I think that those I mean obviously our audience is mainly recruitment um consultants and business owners and I think you know there are some that have absolutely nailed the remote working so I, th- I see no reason why a digital nomad cannot exist within our industry and it's I, I think it's good to give the reality of that I think it's a lot of consideration so thank you oh, for sharing absolutely. thank you for sharing that absolutely. with us like you have to, you have to juggle a lot of plates when you travel. Mm-hmm. And especially if you like, I like slow travel. So I, I stay in each place for at least a month or maybe even more because you obviously, you need to get used to the area. You need to find all the places, the gym, mm-hmm. the supermarket, the whatever else yeah. you might mm-hmm. need. That takes time. It takes energy. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to think about Wi-Fi because I've stayed in places where the Wi-Fi has been shocking and it's been impossible to work, which is oh really no, how stressful! Yeah. Very stressful. Yeah, I, I like when I was in Bali. Um, I, me and um, someone were trying to do a live on LinkedIn, and it was just a complete flop because my internet was so bad. <laughs> oh my god! Work. Never um, mind running water. We need Wi-Fi. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
that's water I can get in bottles. <laughs> I need Wi-Fi. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, there's just a lot of, you have to think about a lot of things and you need to, um, every time you move and change location, it takes time until you adjust it, adjust to the place. And it means you're not working during that time. So yeah. you kind of fall behind and then you need to catch up and it can be stressful. So there's just there's just a lot of a lot of juggling and a lot of planning and a lot of like, where am I? What am I gonna do? How am I gonna do it? You know, I sometimes spend hours finding an apartment or a hotel and sorting out flights and transportation or figuring out the logistical side of it. Oh yeah, yes. like it's it's, it's very time consuming. A lot of work. It's a lot of work. And you know, just thinking yeah. even when you go on holiday it takes a few days to adjust so if you're doing that each time you're then settling so I think it again it's all it's all food mm. and especially for those leaders who are thinking of offering this then maybe that there is a lot for them to think about and um, before I let you go because I know that you're probably uh, coming to the end of your day there over in Thailand what one of the things that I think connected us I think initially was around your sort of advocacy around mental fitness and mental health and mental well-being and physical well-being as well where do you see the landscape in terms because we were all talking about it you know, as a that was the first thing that you saw on LinkedIn. If you clicked on in twenty twenty, um, where do you see it now and going forward in terms of the workplace and in terms of people actually, you know, doing it for, them, for themselves rather than just ticking a box? We are so proud to be partners of Needy, the gifting revolution. Here at Key Recruitment, we absolutely love to send out bespoke gifts to our new place candidates to welcome them in their new jobs but also as an extra special thank you to clients or when a team is celebrating something really special. But to be honest, we were really fed up with dull or mediocre gifts that you could just buy on the high street that didn't really reflect who we are at Key Recruitment as a business. This is why we chose Needy. Needy source sustainably from the UK's best independent businesses, offering the most perfect array of bespoke gifts and experiences too. So no more boring bottles of plonk or rubbish boxes of chocolates. This is how you make your customers day with a gift that really matters and shows that you really want to do something special for them. For more information on how psychology and AI forming to make the best gift experience for you, click on the link and remember to mention the Recruiters Recruitment Podcast when ordering. Now, back to the episode. Um, I think it's it's definitely become a, a more sort of mainstream topic, especially since COVID. I think COVID brought the whole mental health really to the forefront because we were just taken out of our daily routines and out of our daily lives and from friends and family and stuff and I think it affected a lot of people not just physically but also mentally so that conversation became a lot more normal and I think if things are getting better it is becoming a lot more mainstream more people are talking about it more businesses are implementing you know, things like mental health days and, and rest days and whatever, what duvet days or whatever else you want to, yeah. <laughs> you want to call them and, um, you know, more flexible working and, and things like that. So I think things are getting definitely, they're not getting worse, they're getting better. Yeah. Um, we still have a long way to go because there's still a lot of, there's still a lot of stigma around mental health and 
um depression and anxiety and all those type of things there's still a lot of people Mm. out there who think you know it's not a thing or if you have depression it means that you're weak or you're not Mm. capable to do x y and z and so yeah there's there's still a lot of there's still still an education piece to go isn't there I think I think you're right I think if if we think pre-covid and it I think I don't think it matters whether you're listening as a recruiter or not actually I think generally speaking it was stigmatized it was cure rather than prevention and I think that's what the last three years has done that we've we've kind of taken the steering wheel back and we've said right what can we do as business owners what can we do to up for ourselves to ensure we're putting everything in place to give us the best chance of the best mental health and well-being and you know we're not I'm not a medical person but it's not a choice to have good or bad mental health we all have mental health and like we do exactly. physical health exactly. it 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 changes <laughs> daily you know I've got an injury a shoulder injury at the moment you know that's that's the same challenge physically as having depression you know it's these are challenges that that you don't have a choice you don't take it on so I think that's where the narrative Absolutely. has changed but I think there's still a long way to go because I do still think that until you can sit there in an interview and and without any risk of repercussion or prejudice or discrimination you could sit there and say yeah I, I, I have depression I think until we can say that safely in an interview and we can encourage our candidates to say that if that is the case that they won't then be discriminated yeah. against I still think we need to still keep pushing and educating people oh absolutely yeah absolutely there's still a lot of I said there's still a lot of stigma behind it and a lot of I, I personally know people who think that mental health isn't a thing and isn't like it's what, what, something that you, people my age as well which is kind of scary so that's just <laughs> I mean we all have mental health crazy They're, right well I've just been listening and obviously we do record this in advance but you need to go and search on Stephen Bartlett's diary of a CEO he has shared a podcast with the amazing Simon Sinek who I could listen to every day all day and one of the I've things he said, have you listened to it today? So this, we're recording this in March, guys, and this will be going out much later in the year. But this podcast, what he took, what he asks us all to think about is that we all think about self-care and how we look after ourselves. But we need to start thinking, actually, how do we then support other people? What 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 pillars do we put in place for have to be able to say to a friend, what can I do to support you? What I want to listen I'm not going to sign, I'm not going to be able to deal with that situation, but I'm just going to listen and stop and listen and help each other in that way. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, it's a very, it's a very, everyone should listen to that episode. It's very, very good. It's, it is. It's, <laughs> a br- it. it's a brilliant show, isn't it? I mean, Simon Sinek's podcast yeah. is just, he did one with Brene Brown and with Adam. What's his name? Gone. Can't think of his name. Uh, on Brene yeah, Brown's no, podcast. No, to- totally <laughs> disappeared um and it's brilliant I just think he's definitely somebody you should go and listen to and if you're listening to this podcast I'm guessing you listen to other podcasts too do you do you have a podcast Jane my own no no I was going to but then too much work <laughs> well that's and that's fine and if you know just keep being an amazing guest which you have been today and I know how busy you are so thank you so much for joining us on the recruiters recruitment podcast sure thank you thank you for having me it's been a it's been great thank you <laughs>